0: so i just got back from my two week vacation in uh, newfoundland how many of you here from originally from newfoundland okay no okay so i was there uh, i've been here in canada for 15 years now and i've been hearing about a lot of good things about newfoundland so uh, finally i got an opportunity uh, to go there and uh, I started at St. John's, you know, worked, went to Grosmore St. Anthony, Twillingate there, and then went to Cornerbrook and then back to St. John's. Two weeks, close to 4,000 kilometers. And I saw beautiful, beautiful scenery there. And I also learned a lot about history, about Newfoundland, it's like 5,000 years of, uh, of, of history. And of course, when you go to, fin- go to Newfoundland, they have this initiation rites, okay? They need to screech you in so that you become an honorary member of Newfoundland. So that's what they did. They screeched me in, you know, after drinking this uh, screech rum, 40% alcohol. It was like burning, like burning when I drank it. And then I kissed the cud. But before kissing the cud, I was, it, this was being recorded. And I told, I, I, and I said, this is my first kiss as a priest. <laughs> I hope, Bishop, I didn't break any vow celibacy. <laughs> uh, and as you know, uh, whenever I go on, on my adventure, I love g- doing cliff jumping. <laughs> so I went there, I was looking for some cliffs that I could jump and it's dangerous. <laughs> The cliffs there in Newfoundland, it's so high, so tall, and a lot of rocks at the bottom, right? So not a good idea for uh, cliff jumping. And anyway, I was also afraid that if I jump, a whale would eat me up. You know, just like Jonah eaten up by the whale, and I will be there for three days and three nights. But I also think that the whale will spit me out because the whale is not used to eating Chinese food. I think they like seafood better. <laughs> and uh, as you know, when when you go cliff, cliff jumping, uh, there's a thrill there, right? There's a thrill. There's an excitement, but also there is that fear. Fear. If you're overtaken by this fear, you won't jump. Okay. But if you don't jump, what will happen there is that you won't be able to experience. That excitement, that joy, you know, of plunging to the water. And that's also the same whenever we go out and do evangelization. There's a trail. There's a trail of bringing people to the Lord. But at the same time, there's also that fear, right? Fear, like crossing the chicken line. I, I still have that great fear of crossing the ch- chicken line. And if I am overcome that fear, I won't be able to do what God called us to do, which is to evangelize people. Last Pentecost, uh, the servants of the cross uh, organized this Pentecost retreat, okay? And it was at Blessed Sacrament. That weekend, <laughs> there's the Great Glebe garage sale. What a great opportunity, right? It's like the Lord parachutes us to the Glebe and do a rescue mission there. Right? So, in that Pentecost retreat, uh, the, there were like more than a hundred who, who attended that retreat. In that retreat, uh, the, the attendees, they were taught the power, the power of the gospel, of the good news, and on how to proclaim the gospel and accompany that with signs and wonders. If you see somebody who's sick, heal the sick in the name of Jesus, okay? and. Uh, one participant suggested that one way to connect with those people who are in the garage sale is just ask them, did you find the treasure that you're looking for? Right? And, uh, and then after that, after, after asking that question, tell that person, I found my treasure. Can I share it with you? And that's an opportunity to share the good news about Jesus. Okay? And In that retreat, you know, we were encouraged to celebrate even when we're rejected. I think 9 out of 10, we got rejected. And we were celebrating. Yes, we got rejected. (laughs) Because we're sharing with Jesus who also got rejected so many times. Right? So 9 out of 10, we're getting rejected. But there were some who were like, we're really able to share the good news. In fact, one fruit. Even if it's just one fruit, there's one Anglican, not practicing, who is experiencing a lot of like loneliness, especially during COVID. He's looking for a home, a church that he, that he could go to. Okay? After, after sharing the good news to him, he started coming to St. Mary's for, con- for three consecutive Sundays now, he's been coming to St. Mary's and, ho- and, and he's also willing to serve and, uh, here, here at St. Mary's. So, it, So even if it's just one, one soul who returns, in in Scripture, it says, in heaven, there's great rejoicing over one sinner who returns than the 99 who doesn't need to repent, right? And uh, in our uh, gospel today, it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Compassion is from the Latin word, cum. It means to share with. Passion, suffering. So it's not just feeling sad, it's sharing with the passion, sharing the suffering of these people. Okay? They're harassed. What do you mean by harassed? It's constantly being bombarded by negative emotions, fear, stress, anxiety, addictions, constantly being bombarded. And people, these people are helpless. No one to turn to. They don't know the solution to their problem. And we know the solution to their problem is Jesus alone. But they're helpless. They're harassed, right? And, uh, and Jesus said also, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out, to send out laborers into His harvest. Okay? I've been to Newfoundland. It's not like wh- what we're experiencing here at St. Mary's. A lot of people are not going to church there. Churches are closing down. They're getting fewer and fewer priests, right? I don't know. Maybe that's the experience also in New Brunswick, right? That's why Bishop Christian there is is really uh, taking the the lead to bring, to to do evangelization, to bring people to an encounter with the Lord and experience His love so that they would enter into a relationship uh, with Him, okay? Lately, we've been experiencing forest fire here. I don't know if the forest fire here is man-made, right? Because it could be, you know, s- somebody started a fire. But I know in BC and in Alberta, the forest fire there is not man-made. Okay? And three components of a forest fire. One is it's so dry. In BC, Alberta, there will be weeks, months, no rain. So dry. Okay? That's the first component, dryness. The second component is a spark. It only needs one spark. Okay? For a fire to start. That's the second component. What's the third component? Wind. Wind. Okay? And when I was preparing for this homily, the Lord put this analogy into my my heart about a forest fire, and this group, uh, this group, uh, this uh, music group called Earth, Wind, and Fire. How many of you remember Earth, Wind, and Fire? Okay, they were popular in the 70s and 80s, right? They have this popular song, September. Uh, let's boogie, uh, let's let's groove, boogie Wonderland. <laughs> okay, and I, I love listening to their music. Earth, Wind, Fire, three components, right? Earth. There's spiritual dryness happening right now on this earth, right? And it only needs spark, a fire, the fire, right? And then the breath of the Holy Spirit, which is the wind. And that's what the Lord is looking for for us right now, right? To spread this fire. It says in our scripture today, then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority. We have been given authority. We are Jesus' representative here on earth. We are His ambassador. We are called to do what He did. Okay? And, it, and, and then He told them, as you go. You know, whenever, whenever I read the Bible and I see the word go, it's like being highlighted to me. It's like being highlighted, being... It's like in bold letter. Go. It's being, the Lord is challenging me to go, not stay. Go. And it's a challenge for all of us as well, right? It says, as you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons we need to go out to proclaim the good news, accompanied with signs and wonders. Okay? Signs and wonders, where does it come from? We need to make signs that would make people wonder. Wonder of God's love. Wonder of God's power. Because people right now, they don't believe if they just hear. They need to see. They need to see miracles. And now, proclaiming and demonstrating signs and wonders, it's not an end in itself. It's a means to an end so that people would believe and follow Jesus as His disciple. I share this with you that faith is spelled R I S K. And we're ambassadors. As I've said, we're ambassadors of Christ. We are His mouthpiece. We are His hand. We are His feet. We're called to go out. Kevin Dedman, um, evangelical pastor in California, said this, Jesus wants to intervene in the lives of many other people. And it is our risk as we step out in faith that unties His hands and unleashes His voice to release the miraculous works that the people of the earth so desperately need. Okay? So as we take step out in faith, as we take rest, it unleashes, unleashes His voice. It unties His hands so that we will be able to perform the miraculous, so that when people see these signs, they would wonder. And that's what we're called to do. Okay? Now, risk-taking is not merely to be merely a one-time event, but rather a complete lifestyle. And for this to become a lifestyle, this must become a culture in us. That's why I hope here at St. Mary's, we need to have this culture of celebrating risk-taking no matter what the outcome is. Okay? At the, um, at the Pentecost retreat, uh, we had this uh, healing service. Okay? And in that healing service, there's a lot of like, we proclaimed the gospel to the people and after that, we did healing. And, oh boy, like, uh, who, who, was, who were there in that, in that healing service? You saw. You saw before your very eyes, right? The healings that happened. <laughs> after I shared to the, to, the, to the congregation how the Lord healed me of having uneven legs. My left leg is three quarters of an inch shorter. It lengthened. And after giving that testimony, we asked those people who have uneven legs to come forward. So we prayed over them at least two, at least, I don't know how many, at least two, their legs lengthened. Okay? And uh, so there was also a portion there wherein uh, we're being asked to give words of knowledge. Words of knowledge is supernatural knowledge of something, of an illness that the Lord wants to heal. So when, when it was my turn to give a word of knowledge, I wasn't getting any. And I was like getting nervous already. Lord, what, what word of knowledge should I give? So I just prayed, Lord, give me a word of knowledge. And a thought came to my mind, acid reflux. I wasn't thinking about that. So I said, well, I won't know unless I say it, right? So I said it to got healed of acid reflux. Okay. And then they gave their tes- testimony. Okay. There were, there's, there's this lady, there's this lady, uh, who's on a wheelchair. She's not crippled, at, She's not crippled, but she's having a hard time. She couldn't stand for more than two seconds. Couldn't. Okay? So after praying, okay, she started to walk. She started to walk. Can we give glory to the Lord for this miracle? Aren't you excited to see signs and wonders? Aren't you in awe? Like, we should be in wonder. We should be in awe of this God's power and God's love, right? So we need to normalize the supernatural. That's what we're called to do. And when we're doing this supernatural, we're not doing this alone. The angels are working with us. Angels are assigned to serve wherever we serve, if if the supernatural element is needed. Okay, Bill, Bill Johnson, um, evangelical pastor in, in uh, California said this, I believe angels have been often bored because we live the kind of lifestyle that don't require much of their help. Isn't that right? Right? Can you imagine? Are angels bored? Because we're not expecting the supernatural to happen. That's why in that, in, that, in that healing service, I was like challenging the people, do you want your angels to be bored? No, no. They said, no. Okay, we're going to press in. We're going to pray for healing. Okay. And we see healing happening. Healing after healing happening. And th- that's what we're called to do, as I've said. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit is that fire, fire of God's love. And as we experience this fire of God's love, we can't keep it to ourselves. We need to share it with other people and spread it like wildfire. That's what we're called to do. Right? Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful. It's plentiful, but the laborers are few. Why are the laborers are few? Because laborers, they're just very few because there's very few laborers who are Spirit-filled and Spirit-led. Who would step out of faith to proclaim the gospel accompanied with signs and wonders. Whenever we do that, whenever whenever people encounter God's love through us, they will get that fire. And when they experience that fire, they would share that fire to other people. And that's where wildfire would spread. The wildfire of God's love. Remember, faith is spelled R-I-S-K.